I am Bamps, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen, misunderstood, emo, Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. Hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. How are you traveling? Are you walking? Are you... It's going to depend on distance. It's decently far away. If it's decently far, then he is going to do the, um, the, the luxury Uber service he's setting up. He'll have somebody drive him. Are you using Calvin? If Calvin's free, yeah, I'll use Calvin. Sure. It's the kind of thing where you can pick up, you can get Calvin working that night at the club or going to be working that night at the club, as this is a little bit earlier. Calvin is, well, not exactly happy to see you, but does have questions. Not like unhappy to see you, but in that you're not Misty kind of way, but he's doing this. Right. I'm not the lick he's looking for. Yeah. But he is respectful and friendly enough for somebody that is Ubering you around. You know, he's it's five-star worthy. Yeah, of course he's going to get the five stars. Of course. If you have nothing for Calvin, he can just take you to your spot. You know, Art would probably do that how's the wife and kids thing. Insinuating is like, how are things going with Missy? And kind of dance around Keith being in the picture, kind of getting a feeling of how they're they're all working out. Uh, roll me your your wits and insight, and I'll. Uh... Oh shit! Is that a crit or is that a? That's that's a crit. That's uh six, six. successes. Oh boy! Calvin begins to tell you about how it's fine. Uh, Calvin has his own life that he's been living. And Keith has been making sure that Missy is okay. However, deep down inside, you know that there is resentment that is building between Calvin and Keith. Because Calvin hasn't gotten nearly as much Missy time as Keith is getting. Keith is out with Missy almost every night. And doing vampire stuff, specifically heralding duties or coming by for the club or the party or stuff. Keith went to the party. Keith was there at the club. Keith probably gets paid more than he does. Granted, he's not saying this is all stuff that you're inferring from the the undertones almost that Calvin is putting out and how he's trying to make it sound like everything's okay. That everything is specifically like He's not real happy with it, but if Missy's happy, then that makes him happy. In addition, because you, because you crit, how much do you think you know of Calvin's background? Would Art have dug into it? Art would have done some research, yeah. Okay, you know that he was a vet of some degree. You know that there is a traumatic situation that had cropped up, maybe through your watching over time, maybe through how things have changed now that Keith is in the picture, maybe in some of Art's own, like, 
sort of military, sort of special forces, sort of police background and seeing it in other people, you know that there is some lingering effects from this PTSD that is not being properly processed. Uh, there is the suspicion that flashes across your mind in this flash of insight that you have here that it could be related to Malkavian blood that he's been drinking. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could be a problem. Oh, man. What's that going to do to Keith? Oh, man. Art's going to take all this in. He's going to sit there and process that. After your conversation with Calvin about prospects and things that you could possibly do in the future with that, you slip your earbuds back in to continue listening to your recordings with Summer and Ryan. And you guys drive. It takes you a little bit, but you end up at a you end up at a subway entrance where there are some people going in and out because it's not too late yet, but this is where you were told to drop off and that uh when you go inside you know, follow Winston or follow Churchill, I guess is what he would say. And I suppose that's what we'll do. Do you just bundle up real good or do you employ supernatural capabilities? Um, well, I'm getting out like on the street, aren't I? I mean, basically. Calvin is ready, willing and able to drop you off wherever you want to be dropped off. Right, but it's not going to make any sense for him to like roll up somewhere and like people don't see somebody walk out. So he'll bundle up. Uh, he's got he's got a hoodie on, and it's of the local college team, like or the local college. In fact, it might even just be a hoodie. It just says college on it. It's like this dark navy. Mm-hmm. So he's got the hood on. After that, he's got a uh, flat ball cap under the hood. Wearing a pair of dark glasses, and uh, he hunches over like he's packing or something, and just like flashes two fingers to Calvin as he just kind of skulks away, looking like he's gonna go like stand on the corner. But once he turns the corner and out of sight, then he's just gonna dip out of the visual spectrum. Go ahead and arouse me. Uh, we can do that. Uh, I am successful, therefore you are not roused. Curses. I know. I know. It's simple for you to go between these mortals as they go about their daily lives and just slide between them because they don't even pay attention to you being here. You'll see Churchill sitting against a wall uh, near to where the subway tunnels actually go through, like down on the platforms and just kind of chilling there, sitting calmly. Occasionally we'll get pets from some random person that comes by or something like that. Um, but he's just there chilling like a dog, and you don't see anybody else there with him. He'll get close enough that he can be smelled, and that ought to be enough without him having to actually say anything. And it is. Uh, after a moment of you standing there, he'll give a little bark. But not in that, like, alerting, but in that kind of, like, I don't want it to say, like, a hello, because he's not a person, and this doesn't have that same kind of 
woof of acknowledgement. Yeah, but just just a little just a little woof, and he'll stand up and begin to to head off. Okay, and uh, Art's gonna follow. He's gonna remain obfuscated. It's a good way to be. He's gonna take you down one of the hallways into kind of where like the next platform is. There's a sign up that says, you know, no entry beyond this point. There's some yellow caution tape, not police tape, but construction tape. Uh, there's some of those floor to ceiling length poles that have some kind of like shower curtains that have zippers in them for people to go through them when they're doing construction stuff. So that on the other side, bits and pieces of debris and stuff don't go flying out into the general populous area. In there, he'll go through the the slit where the zipper is, uh, and pause a moment in there, and uh, you'll hear uh, the whispered voice of Sullivan, just like, "We got to go through here." Uh, yes, of course. You'll lead the way. Cutting through the construction area. You guys walk in darkness for a little bit because there's no construction going on at this time. And looking around, there's maybe not necessarily construction going on a lot of time. There is tools here and they're hanging out. But for what you assume is a pretty decently sized project, there's not a lot here. There's enough to make it look like things are happening that work is being done, but it's nothing that is either very expensive or very in-depth. Presumably, this has been a, either something that is intentionally stalled for vampiric needs or is something that was canceled and is now just like a front for an entrance to someplace. Oh, yeah. We're, we're used to such things. It's pretty, pretty standard vampire operating procedures. Right. You guys will walk for a little bit before he comes out of Obfuscate as he clicks on a flashlight. Art will do the same. They, they probably have matching flashlights because it's like the approved Nosferatu store. <laughs> they use the same affiliate, the affiliate link with Amazon. They use the same one. And you guys will just kind of go. Is there any conversation? before you guys get to your destination. Anything you want to talk to him about or No, I don't think so. Like not not yet. Sure. I can't think of anything. After a couple minutes of silence, he will we'll start off with some warnings. Now, this is this is magic. It's not a science. It's not a done deal. It could be dangerous. And it could be unpredictable. Yes, it can be all of these things, but that's what makes it so... It makes it so interesting, you know? It's... um, I am very much looking forward to this, to seeing... Seeing these secrets, and I thank you for that. You You have done this often? He pauses for a moment and 
looks you up and down with the flashlight, just kind of like not pointing it in your face, but pointing it at you. Or just giving a big grin. I'm not sure what you're playing at here. I am not trying to play games, Sullivan. I am trying to make the small talk to lead to uh, potentially learning how to do this for myself. Because it is exciting. He is certainly taken aback by the idea of you being, like, into learning this. It's one of those things where it's like, hmm. So, he'll continue walking. There's a lot of our kind that turn their nose up at what we do. I mostly blame the Tremere for being Tremere. They don't like when other people have something they try to sell as exclusive. Granted, what I do is different than what they do. But it's all... And he wiggles his fingers. It's not nearly everything we do. Some kind of magic? I mean, yes, you and I can shift away from mortal and immortal eye, but this is... Yes, we are all dead, but this is actually speaking with the dead people who have passed on. People who are, I don't know, are they stuck here? Do we rip them back beyond the veil? How does it work? That's kind of exactly how it works. We are currently going to a place that is thinner in the veil than most other places in the city. When you say it is thinner, is this in a sense of is it uh, is it is it uh, built on a place of power, or did something uh, wicked happen there? Perhaps both is uh, what he's trying to like put it into words of like, can I build a place like this? Uh, there are places that fit both of those ideas where it could be naturally occurring or it could be something that is more curated this particular one is as natural as a place of death can be uh give me like i guess like an intelligence and streetwise or something along those lines something that would be like a local area knowledge uh int and streetwise is probably the best to do unless it was wits and streetwise i guess no, this is more of a memory thing, so it's probably more intelligence. All right, that's going to be five. That's another crit. Uh, you think about some of the things that he is saying, some of the details about death and naturally occurring and all of those good things. You think back on where you were let off, where uh, you entered into the subway system, and art's a pretty smart guy when it comes to tradecraft so having an idea that's like okay we're heading east and we've only been walking for a couple of minutes so we couldn't have gotten that far and then you think back over the time and the events of things that happened in this city and there was a uh, pretty big car crash above the uh above the places where you're currently traveling a few blocks further from here where uh, 
a bunch of people died, and it was a, a mess. There was a bunch of property damage. Part of the, the subway system had to be shut down um, while they did repairs, because, you know, it car gets hit, veers off, hits a fire hydrant, that goes up in the air, then you gotta get in there to replace the hydrant and stuff, uh, shutting down the water, and fixing some of the uh, words, fixing some of the infrastructure underneath of it. Subway is running now, but that damage did come with a a couple of dead people and a lot of injuries. And that's kind of the direction you're heading right now. Art's going to keep that to himself. He's uh, a little surprised at himself at how well he's kept his ear to the ground in things of this nature. And probably it's because when there's like a major infrastructure collapse like that and bodies just kind of disappear, if he can get there in time, that's a free meal. He doesn't have to like grab a body from somebody. It's already there for the taking. It's like, you know, going apple picking, except the apples are corpses. And when there's a bunch of things and chaos and confusion, it's real easy for opportunistic people to to make those opportunities something for themselves. Absolutely. As you're walking, and he will follow up on his little impromptu necromancy lesson. Now, you can pick at the veil and the shroud between worlds to how do we say to thin it out so that it's easier so that the sides of oblivion and the abyss are, are closer but that takes time effort and can be very obvious to people who are looking for it but it also doesn't come with the mess of sites of tragedy he says in a way that means like not really tragedy but just a bunch of people fucking dying these more naturally occurring sites fewer and farther between may not be as deep of a cut into the the other sides but people are much more willing to accept them as something that just happens they don't go looking for necromancers. He has you turn uh, down a, a side hallway that was once just a small maintenance room, but has had the back part of the wall knocked out, and you can see where it was dug into that they needed to get deeper back this way, and this was just the, the closest and easiest way to do it. And pushing it open a little bit it's going to show you a decently big room here that's been carved out with construction equipment of the, the singular person there's no forklifts or anything but there's a table that has been set up between two saw horses it's got a circular saw on it there's a generator that he flicks on that starts to power some lights around here there's hammers nails lumber stuff like that that's just kind of strewn about in addition there is also very obviously occult things 
you are welcome to roll wits awareness investigation and occult or anything else you're really interested in rolling here i am interested in intelligence and occult sure and i have achieved three successes some of this stuff is beyond you in that it is text written in some language you don't understand but not uh not like books you can pick up it's things that are written on the wall or that there is clearly a circular circle of power like you that is obviously uh important ritual shit i'm gonna not step on that there's salt in a little container that you would buy from the supermarket that obviously you have no use for because you're a vampire but at the same time has properties for occultism you can see evidence of symbolic sacrifices things like you know there's some chicken bones or stuff like that that are floating around what are some clarifying questions that you would have so the stuff that's written on the wall is in a language that is not recorded or one that you are not familiar with because i believe you're only like english and german english russian and german yes sorry i thought the thought the russian woman out saying also oh, well, wait, obviously about, obviously yeah it's in a language that you don't recognize from that that is not it's not latin and it's not like french spanish the other basic languages that make crossover with german and russian from that area um it's it's something a different there maybe slight european influences in it but not anything that you're picking up on that you know okay mm, i don't think there's a lot else that i can ask about this it's, there's definitely some ritualistic shit here uh the language is likely older than it sounds like it might be proto-european um art knows to do some some wiki searching later you are i mean you can't well, just google like cool ritual shit and i mean you can it'll bring you to an amazon page with a bunch of like just junk right um so i think the easiest thing you could do at this point is just uh point to the stuff on the wall and ask uh, what language is this? I do not not recognize it. It does not seem like anything that is uh, currently European or um, Caucasus. He'll set some of his things down. Uh, Churchill is staying outside of this room back in the main room that you first came off of the the subway line from. Uh, He's got a little not quite dog bed, but a pile of uh, work rags and towels and stuff in there. He'll point to to some of it and work it out and say, this is uh, Haitian, an old Haitian. Oh, I see. Yeah. And uh, he pulls out his phone and you can hear like the tactile tic-tacking as he's typing like a Google note to himself. Only it's like local to the phone. Yeah, this is a notepad thing, not a Google online thing. With right, perhaps the horror of seeing that you have no, uh, no service down here. Yeah, actually, no, no. What he does is he doesn't pull out his phone. Um, because I was thinking about this earlier. He pulls out 
it's a tape recorder and it's like one of those old like little small like cassette things and you just like hit hit the hit the button and it's that that nice satisfying analog click Mm -hmm. and he will uh click it on and say um research haitian language um specifically for potential ritual benefit and then he clicks it back off does he say it in english or does he say it in a different language he's gonna say that in russian he'll he'll pause for a second and look back over his shoulder at you so the russian's not just an act then it's some of an act just give that rictus grin right back yeah that like <laughs> gotcha right i assume that you have handled your own hunger for this evening but because there will be blood involved tonight i do need to make sure art is gonna smile and he'll dip his head and 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 once and say yes i was prepared when i woke up this evening right and he's going to give me a, a wits and awareness here I'm curious to see how much of this certain detail you might see. Not a lot, too. You do have willpower available to you. Uh, yeah, screw it. Let's uh, let's pop a power, and we're gonna do a re-roll of. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We're up to five. Five is five is a good number. Five is a great number. So he's gonna take his like long hide your body coat like you have your hoodie and you know your other stuff he's gonna take that off because it's it's time to get down to business and he's gonna hang that up he's gonna put his hat on there and start to take some of these items that he brought with him over to this little ritual area you will see the rosary that you are seeking is one of the items that he's bringing over He's bringing over a knife, and he takes off his gloves and rolls his sleeves way up. Yeah, he's just got like a nice button-up shirt underneath all of his stuff. He likes to look at least presentable, even though his face is a horrible skull. You will notice that the skin around his wrists and that section of his arm is not malformed like the rest of him. Is not a twisted Nosferatu skin. It's more of a a normal, like, human skin, but obviously pale vampiric. Um, You will also spot some other areas of his body, small areas, things that, you know, you might get scratched or cut on something, and then when it heals over uh, is non-twisted flesh from a what would be a Nosferatu curse? Oh man, I want to ask so much about that, but I can't. I mean, you could. I just wouldn't get an answer. Is there clarifications you would like around the situation? just Or for more details about his appearance or the room or anything along those lines? Um, Let's do the room. Mm-hmm. So he's got the rosary and a couple other tools on the table and he's basically stripped down because again there's going to be blood what is going to be is there a sacrificial offering or 
sympathetic sacrifice around. No. The only thing you can see as far as that is there seems to be a thermos that he put on a different table, like next to where his clothes that he has hung up are. Okay. Um, You can assume that that is some sort of blood because that is all that you guys really care about being vampires. Uh, you know that blood is going to be involved. Presumably he's going to be spilling his own vitae and that this is something for him to refresh himself, as it were. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. Now that makes sense. You can also, in looking around, see that some effort was made to reinforce this room uh, after the fact of whatever happened here a couple of years ago, which, riding off of your role from earlier, is almost directly above where that accident in that intersection was. The uh, the materials are much more recent than that, so clearly he has brought some stuff here. And that generator needs gas at some point, right? So he clearly is coming here and doing some sort of work. Hard to tell to what end, but... Obviously, it's ritual ends. It's certainly ritualistic, and it's certainly something to make the space more uh, palpable and, well, air quotes, livable. He begins to to speak in a language that I will not even begin to attempt to think about speaking. <laughs> and after a minute or so of this, this chanting, and it you can tell it's more chanting than incantations, although they're pretty much the same, because he starts to repeat some of the, the same words. And he's holding the knife, and he's holding the the palm of his other hand over top of the the rosary cuts himself drips vitae on top of it uh, watching this you can see that his eyes have gone completely black which you know enough about disciplines and stuff that you know that that's not because of the the ritual the ceremony that he's doing because let's use the correct term for an oblivion thing not from the ceremony he's doing that's just a oblivion thing that can happen or can be done the same way Coco can turn her eyes all red and glowy. A chill goes over the room and for a place that doesn't have any real moving air except for that generator and a little bit of exhaust that that puts out, um, it feels cold in a way that you don't normally feel cold. Art is excited. Like, he uh, will uh, pull the sleeve back on his hoodie and just look at his skin, and he can, like, start to see, like, goosebumps. And it excites him, because it's a feeling that he hasn't felt in decades. Light, dim, flicker, horror movie shit happens. And some of the parts, the runes, the words, the symbols that are carved into the the circles of power here begin to sort of glow. Maybe it's a trick of the light. Maybe it's art's own enthusiasm. Maybe it's magic. But after a, a minute of this, he stops and the room's temperature drops a second time. And you will start to see a 
spiritual spectral form of the man that was on your table appear in a translucent state in front of you and in front of Scullivan, who is now holding the blade of that knife that has, still has his vitae on it, kind of pointed as though it was the spear checking if Jesus was dead onto the cross of the rosary. Fascinating. In this moment, Scullivan begins to state his name, state who he is as a, like... Oh, did I ever... I don't think I ever gave him a last name, so I'll kind of skip that part. Um, he says, I have summoned you here, and I have bound you to answer these questions. The spirit obviously doesn't like this. And he responds with, like, how did you get that? What are you doing with that? And he begins to make a move towards the rosary as if to, to grab it with his incorporealness. And you can see... Sullivan presses on it in a way that the the cross of the rosary begins to tilt because it's not laying on like flat flat ground and as it tilts under the pressure of the blade you can see that the man that you killed or the man that was killed stops and recoils as though he was hurt we just have some questions and if you answer them you will be let go and then you can return to the Shadowlands. He looks from Sullivan to you. And before getting to the question part, he says, I know what you are. And I will see your kind wiped out. You can't make me help you. Sullivan's shoulder slumps because clearly this guy thinks he knows what's going on or that he has some kind of control here. And you will watch the tip of the ritual knife get poked into the cross to where it would leave a scratch on the metal. And he recoils as if he was physically hurt. And I think you will find that we can be quite persuasive. He takes a moment to catch his breath or a facsimile of catching his breath. Monsters. I will. Ask your questions. Uh, I have found your list of questions. Yes. Uh, earlier, Sullivan had rolled three successes on his uh, bitch, you answer my questions roll. So, uh, let me... Is this going to be... he will The the spirit will only answer three of those questions? Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, he doesn't even get hungry here. Go, go Sullivan. All right, Sullivan. Sullivan turns to you. <coughs> Shit. Art will think for a second. He's still a little gobsmacked by this whole thing. He thinks it's really neat. And then he will say, My first question, you arrived to Springfield with a number of hunters. Where are they? Like I would ever... Ah, and he flinches again as Sullivan is clearly threatening to to damage this rosary that is important to this guy in some supernatural way. 
there's a motel, a string of motels in the city that we move between to keep you assholes from finding us. It's the, the Crocker House Inn. There are a couple about the city in different areas that uh, they have been staying in. Okay. That is a good start. Uh, you came here to hunt vampires, yes, but why Springfield? Why here? There are vampires where you came from. Why not stay there? Why come to Springfield? Rosanna brought us up here. She she came up here because her brother died. And it was one of you assholes that killed him. So why not start here since we're already here? And there's a, another personal attachment here, just like where we came from. Another personal attachment? Explain. You can see a look of concentration on... Sullivan's face and his body language. This is taking no small amount of uh, effort from him to keep this spirit here, especially when it's resisting and fighting back a little bit. I caught one of you assholes, one of you monsters, with my sister. You were breaking into our house and you were I don't know what you were doing. You were trying to bite her or feed on her or something. It's... She had never gotten into drugs and stuff beforehand. It had to be one of you that did it to her. And then you were taking even further advantage of her. And now and now she's dead. And it's your fucking fault. We're going to get you. As soon as we're finished with the one that killed Father Santiago, we're coming for the rest of you and you're not gonna get we're not gonna stop until you're all fucking dead and he sort of lunges for you but is stopped by the ring of uh magic and salt and power Wales has been assisting you in springfield tell me are you trying to get like how many people is he with or so that is the question that he should be asking but because he said Father Santiago, mm-hmm. who was the, the first dude to get murked and uh-huh. has some shady attachments to the coterie through things. There's a name or a couple names he's really dreading to come up, and that's why he's asking. He wants to see if Rose or the judge come up. Uh, okay, I see what you're getting. Yeah. He should absolutely be asking about how many of you fuckers are in the city, but he's like, no, am I going to have to smack a bitch? I mean, you're going to have to smack a bitch, but... Right. I just have my team, and we've killed so many of you people already. Not even people, really. We've killed so many of you monsters. We're going to keep killing you monsters. Even if even if I'm dead, it doesn't fucking matter, because you're going to be next. Oh... Oh, I can't wait to see you on this side, because then I'm going to go to work on you. How many of you? He doesn't want to answer. He is quiet. It's just smug. And I'm going to roll some dice to see if Sullivan can force it out of him. 
because he is kind of at how much uh, how much he can push on this. We'll look for more than three because that's what he got last time. Oh, he got four. It's like I. <sighs> I'm not gonna tell you that. Why would I? Why would I tell you that? Why would I give up my crew, and then Sullivan is gonna turn to you, and he's gonna give you his. I can only make him say so much. Is this one that you? Re this would be the last thing. All right. Hey, asshole! And he pushes, and it. Uh. And there's that screech of metal on metal as the knife cuts across and leaves a big scar on the rosary. And he drops to his knees, even though he's sort of floating there, and lets out a, a silent, pained expression as though somebody has knocked the wind out of him. But uh, as if somebody had knocked the wind out of him, but he doesn't need to breathe because he's a ghost. And without even saying anything due to the, the suffering, he holds up a hand with his five fingers extended. And then it takes a second to intuit that he's not asking for uh, he's not asking for mercy or a reprieve or give me a minute. He's saying that there are five hunters in the city. Art will uh bring his uh, recorder out and uh, he'll check that it's still recording because I think he would have like clicked this on at first to see if it's working and then he's going to quietly in Russian say there are five hunters they are traveling along the Crocker house in chain look for a Rosanna whose brother was local killed recently related to Father Santiago and then like clicks it off puts it back in his pocket, gets that rictus grin, and he says, you have been very helpful, even though I know you did not want to. So as you have told me secrets, I will give you one in return. He does a Slav squat in front of the spirit. <clears throat> Your sister is not dead. We are taking very good care of her, and I will send her your words personally he lunges for you but when he would have hit you he passes through you does not come out the other side but just fades back into the shadowlands gotta twist the knife sullivan looks over to you always one for theatrics they just part of the great game thank you again sullivan now I know how many to hunt and where they are hiding. I hope you will not be too offended if I do not drop your name and the method of attaining this information. I feel you would wish both to remain secret. Would. He picks up the rosary off the ground, wipes the, the little bit of blood on it that you know, was transferred from the knife off of it, and he hands it to you. Uh, Art is going to like like thread it through his fingers, like he's used to like handling this type of of icon, and just looks at it and then nods once, says "Thank you again for this." 
I like what you've done with this place, but there is so much better that we can do. If you would like to call upon me to discuss this at any time, I will also give you a secret. And that secret is going to be my lineage. I am known as Arthur Subcheck, child of Helmut Schroeder, who is child of Marie Levine, who is child of Johann Garcia, who is child of Maruska, who is child of Zelios, who is child of Hannibal. Uh, he would probably know on a three. Yeah. Given his situation. He extends a hand to you to help him up in a way that he doesn't need, but is symbolic. Yeah, Art's absolutely going to give him that symbolic gesture. I am pleased to meet you, Arthur Sobjek, descendant of Zelios. For I am Sullivan of the Sumeri. That's two. It is the 25th of September, 2022. Uh, a night with Scullivan. I'm sure we'll come up with something more punnable in the near future. Yes, I am positive we will. And, you know, after a minute or two of silence, he'll lean back in the seat and say, you're in... You were medic in the military when you were in service, yes? <laughs> you don't want to make shit up, right? Yeah. Um, so while the, the, the recording is running, essentially what Art is going to try to do is he's going to play on these insecurities. If he doesn't, if, if Calvin doesn't enjoy all the like gig shit he's doing, then Art, as a favor to Missy and Calvin, because he likes Calvin, uh, is going to essentially start moving him over to, like, medtech duties at, like, the sleep center and the blood bank. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, depending on the level of his, his uh, the level of his skill, you know, kind of kind of take a lead on that, but give him something that's steady, and then start making a note in the back of his head that he was going to look at expending some some resources and political power in the near future and essentially quietly take control of that low housing project that he's in and start utilizing that but you know try and try and get him like comfortable a bit and that way like he looks that much better to to missy or at least he thinks he thinks he will. And if that doesn't work, then he's just flat out going to say it's like just you're going to be the driver, and Keith is going to be the bodyguard. And that way, you focus on the road, and he focuses on protection, and you both are doing the right thing for Missy. You're part of a squad now. Act like it. Hit that PTSD. Just ram it in there. Uh, potentially. Oh, she's probably still watching the stream. Well, we can table that because it's not, you know, important. 
Yeah. Note note for future Oz. Note for for future Bamps. Uh, let's revisit the whole thing with uh, with Calvin, and potentially moving him to med tech duty or getting him to a point where they're going to begrudgingly work together. But it's they being Keith and Calvin, but they're actually going to do it because it's good for Missy. Um. Yeah. No, I don't have anything else for Calvin. Just go to the destination. Making a note. Our DMs. Slide it into your DMs. Cool. Um, and if you answer them, you will be let go to return to the uh, land beyond the veil. I was trying to remember what it was called because, like, you're in the Skinlands right now. Like the Brightlands or something? I don't know. Necromancy. Shadowlands. Shadowlands. Sorry, I have Casey chasing his tail on the bed with me. Oh, that's fine. He's very cute. I I had the lad jump from the bed to the top of the wardrobe and explore up there, and then I had to chase him down because he was trying to claw away the paint on the wall. It's not good. Uh, Susie has a jewelry box on top of a dresser in the bedroom that is next to another, like, not like set of shelving, but like a little side table. And then I had uh, another box next to that that Diva got on top of and climbed up and then was standing on top of the, with her front paws up on top of the jewelry box. I'm like, what you doing all the way up there? Get your ass down. It's a, uh, I'm trying to think of a terrible punny motel name. Uh, well, it can't be the no-tell motel because everybody knows that one. Yeah, keep um, talking about it. The Mithril Mage's website has a modern business random name generator, which is very useful for GMs that are not running fantasy games. Hotels and motels. Cool. Although this time it gave me Sandpiper's Nudist Resort. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I guess technically that would be a, a hotel slash motel, but you know, you got me. Uh had a name picked out for it. I don't remember what it was. Well, since we haven't used it, how's your time to come up with a different one and say you had it all along? Not cake name generator, fake name generator. I feel like that's a line, but I don't know if there's more conversation you want to have there. I think ending it on Sullivan of the Samedi is going to be Chef Kiss. Done. All right. Uh, then is there any other game-related stuff that we need to talk about? Uh, not with Craig on. Okay, then I will go ahead and kill Craig. Uh, future Us, thanks for listening. Yeah, good job, Future Us. <laughs> yeah, good job. This Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official, fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.